We begin this weekend edition of The Road to Reality with these words from an observer of the medical conditions in a village in Asia. Many of the villagers didn't have the resources to see a doctor. Even if they did, the nearest medical center was more than 60 miles away. They would have had to have traveled by foot to get there. This makes it very difficult for parents who want to help their children or for aging parents to get treatment when they get sick. To solve this problem, GFA's medical ministry is helping thousands of people in Asia who need medical care. And it's all motivated by demonstrating the love of Christ. While thousands have received help, thousands more are still in need of medical care and support. That is why Gospel for Asia helps facilitate free medical camps, distributes mosquito nets, and provides life-saving gifts among the poor. We'll continue our discussion on this topic and explain how you can make a real difference to those in need in Asia. But now, let's move into our message with K.P. Yohannan, where the title is Lessons from the Life of Abram. Here we go. My seven-point sermons... Um uh, you had to read from Genesis chapter 11 through chapter 25. Now, if I'm going to read all that tonight, that's going to take up all our evening. Uh, so the, the seven points are taken from the book of Genesis chapter 11 through 25. Now, uh, these are simply titled Lessons from Abraham's Life. The reason is he was maybe the most prominent missionary individual God called, that his life will become a huge blessing for uh, others. And uh, even today we are told we are the children of Abraham. And it is very clearly explained in the book of Galatians. So we look at our great, 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 great grandfather and see some lessons uh, we can gather from his life as we continue the journey uh, of faith. One, don't allow human relationship hinder your journey with God. That's one lesson we must learn. Where do we get that from? Toward the end of chapter 11, we find he's heading for Canaan, but he didn't make it there. His father took this man of age 75, and said, no son, let's stay here for a while. And he stayed there until his father died. And then he ended up in Canaan with that uh, God's promise. But then all of a sudden a famine hits, a severe famine. The next thing you read uh, he decides to go to Egypt. Uh, because there was, humanly speaking, all the senses of humanity says, you're just going to die here. Do something smart about it. Don't be so dumb. And so he gets up and goes to Egypt. There he finds a servant girl. Her name is Hagar. When you read through his life, you will find those dips. And those are times when he listened to his father, he listened to his wife. And it's a lesson for us to learn 
I was just talking to one of our senior leaders on the field about a young man who is married and has a son and uh, went to a seminary, brilliant individual, gifted. But um, a small crisis, his parents and her parents, they, two sets of parents wanted them to do something different than what he is called to do. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, you may not possibly want to believe this, but let me tell you, Jesus said this, the greatest enemy and hindrance you may have will not be people on the streets, but your own household members. I can tell you a story all night long about how some dear brothers who were absolutely committed to Christ and forsook all, but had to get out of the ministry because their wife will not let it happen. She couldn't handle it. Some husbands, some wives, some children, some parents. And Abraham should not have listened to his father. He shouldn't have listened to his wife. Here's the thing I live with. When you get to heaven, there is no husband, there is no wife, there is no children. And you are finally responsible for your journey with God. I pray and hope that none of our family members will become a hindrance. But if they say, no, this is not what you should do, and you know that Lord's call on your life, learn from it that it can become a hindrance unless you're willing to say with Christ, who is my father? Who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? Well, I had a few more. Who is my husband? Who is my wife? Two statements. One, those who obey my father. Second, those who do the will of my father. It is painful. Now, if you're asking, um, so what is your journey like in this regard? Well, there are stories I can tell you that will make me weep over my own blood relatives I had to say goodbye to and cannot compromise. For my culture, not like American culture, that is not easy. But I must choose to follow the Lord, not somebody who imposes their feelings and wish over me. I know this is not a popular gospel, but this is biblical. Second lesson. Without sacrifice, you cannot serve God. Very simple. Sacrifice don't mean you give up your clothes and uh, your shoes and socks and now go to the streets and live in a little tent. No, it, it means different things to different people. But God said, Abraham, I want you to give up your home, your familiar circumstances, and everything, and go to a place. And Abraham must do that. He had a choice not to. But then a time came, I'm sure God said, Abraham, this lot, it's a crazy situation. I don't think I can continue do my will unless you make a clean break. Let him go. Give what he wants, but just remove yourself from this. Then finally he comes to the place where God says, Abraham, the son you love, give him up. And you know the story. So in our journey, never comes to a place where we have finished the test of God asking us, would you give it up for my sake? 
whatever that means to you, it means sometimes for you it is a few hours of sleep. It may be some material things. It may be something that you are holding on to. But one thing is for sure, unless we are willing to continually embrace sacrifice, which is so difficult for the flesh. I mean, who, who want to inflict pain on themselves? I mean, you walk on the street and you get a pebble in your shoes and you do everything in the world to relieve, you know, that pain and water aspirin or whatever else. So who is going to go after inconveniences? But following Christ in the New Testament is you must daily pick up your cross and follow. And whatever that means to you. But it is the most amazing thing, as A.W. Tosser said, that God finds us in a place where he is able to ask us to do things that makes us sad or not easy. And so you just want to keep that in mind. Because the journey gets hard, well, you are blessed because you are given the option. And don't compare your life with somebody else. What about him? What about her? And Jesus said, don't worry about somebody else. You follow me and listen to him. But the truth is, if you want to find a place in your life where there's no pain and difficulties and misunderstanding and agony and suspense and sickness and problems, most probably you don't understand it. Number three. Dependence on God alone is God's plan for our lives. Now, Abraham was truly called by God, but a journey now is this. Will you depend on me completely, or you're going to depend on your plans? Stories are very obvious in Abraham's life. One, Ishmael. God said, I'll give you a son, but he can wait, and he must do it in his way. And he got Ishmael. But then, some years would go by, 25 years or so, God says, be circumcised. Philippians 3.3 3 says, what is circumcision? A declaration that we have no confidence in the flesh. And king of Sodom, after Abraham helped Lord, says, you can have all these riches. He says, I don't want your money. I have no, I wouldn't even take a shoelace from you. Because I want to make sure the whole world will know. I depend on my God. And so, um, in your life, in my life, we can come to the place where we become spiritually mature, that we think we are becoming, but then we become more clever. And the Lord will continue to lead you to places you become helpless for one reason, that you say, Lord, my life is not mine, but yours. And that is a lesson that we must learn in order to fulfill God's plan. With those words, we take a break from the message, Lessons from the Life of Abraham. More about how the father of faith can be a real example in your life shortly. But first, let me tell you that GFA-sponsored medical camps invite sick and needy men, women, and children from poor communities to get checkups from qualified teams of doctors and nurses at no cost. At these free medical camps, Teams diagnose illnesses, treat injuries, give out medicine, advise parents, and teach good personal habits. Now, while people wait in line, the healthcare staff teaches them about hygiene, 
hand washing, sanitization, nutrition, and clean water, regular checkups for pregnant mothers. The size and scope of each medical camp can vary depending on its location, but most camps serve 200 to 1,000 people. At the conclusion of our time today, we'll have more and contact information you'll need to become a partner with GFA in their important medical ministry. Now, back to lessons from the life of Abram. Again, here's K.P. Yohannan. Number four, having an eternal perspective will keep us from the snares of the cares of this life. Having a read in the book, Heaven, really became an immense help. Why? With life on earth comes to an end, that is not the end of it. It's only the beginning of the journey. Amazing when you read the book uh, to find out that actually we are walking into, like C.S. Lewis said, the shadow land is no more. They walk into walking the real land. And Abraham, why you want to live in this tent? You ask the question. Nomads, people, those who no money, no establishment, no sense in their head, and they have no address. They live in tents and move around. Uh, they are like gypsies. Abraham, why you do that? And his answer is found in Hebrews chapter 11. He looked for a city that has foundations and the builder and maker is God. Therefore, he considered himself as a stranger and pilgrim on this earth living in tents. And my precious brothers and sisters, it is good to answer the question when somebody asks you, where do you live? You say, in a suitcase. Nothing you are hanging on to or you buy and invest your time is not going to be here. And Abraham was able to walk through life, and we know one of the reasons he saw something beyond time. And Jesus was able to go to the cross because he saw children and rejoiced before he could have them, it says in Hebrew. That means all the multiplied millions that will come into the kingdom, he saw through the pain and the suffering on the cross. And have that eternal perspective. If you have not, read the book Heaven by Randy Alcon. Number five, failure and sin don't have to stop us from achieving God's purpose for our life. Um, Abraham, he said, you know, my dear wife, you are so beautiful, absolutely outrageous, beautiful. They're going to kill me when they find out, oh, you know, I'm your husband, so you just tell you are my sister. And, of course, you know, uh, he got into that trouble, you know, that. And the, the failure he had, you know, about Ismail, and, and, and there are different um, struggles you'll find in his life. But, you know, one thing. None of his failures and sins stopped him from pursuing the journey, achieving God's purposes. And I think the reason was, deep on the inside, he had such reverence and fear of God and honesty that he was not so clever with God. And so if there are failures and problems and lack and you feel terrible about yourself please understand God is not waiting to say oh yeah you are good you are bad no he basically waits with patience knowing that we can make it and that's one of the amazing lessons about Abraham's life. number six test obedience 
is a lifelong reality. That is, it is like you're in grade one, grade two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, then grade college, and all. The learning of the lesson of obedience never stops. You'll find Abraham having given up everything, walked away from everything. Then he's faced with the test. Is he going to fight for his rights with the Lord? Then he faced with the test about his son, and on and on. You'll find this till the end of his journey with his wife dying, then how he does with the heathens, and all these different things. A continuous test. And when you are faced with temptations and struggles and, and loneliness or whatever else, stop for a minute and think, what, what am I dealing with? God is sovereign, and this is something he is allowing. This cup is given to me by my father. And not reacting rebellion and anger toward other people's circumstances. Rather seeing what God is trying to do through this situation. And I think none of us can say, you know, we are not uh, continually faced with choices and tests. But the way to do that is have a perspective of God's sovereignty. In, in, in understanding, then yielding and obeying. As a matter of fact, the most miserable people are Christian workers who continue to fight to preserve their life and their rights. And those who uh, give it up and say, Lord, I don't understand this situation, but you are sovereign and I embrace the cross. And that test will continue. Keep that in mind. Abraham had to deal with it. Number seven. Being a blessing to others is the greatest proof of God's blessings on our lives. Amazing, isn't it? Abraham was given the promise, I'll bless you, and then I will make you a blessing for others. And then one day God said, Abraham, look, and then see what you can see up here. Stars that no one can number. And God said, I'm going to bless you like this. Children. And so... Our legacy, our life, if we live in the light of eternity and what God's purpose are all about, then we realize really uh, it's worth living knowing that our prayer times, our devotional times, our sacrifice, our travels, and what we are dealing with actually producing spiritual children. And that's what Abraham looked for. So, you are in a good place. I think I'm in a good place. And um, just to realize that our lives, uh, God uses uh, to change a world. And this is absolutely unbelievable that I have a small part in it. I pray that God give you the humility and a childlike heart not to be proud and not to be arrogant and say, you know, I'm doing something great. No, I say, Lord, I'm absolutely baffled that, like my wife said many, many years ago, that if God didn't call my husband to serve him and he went out obeying, most probably he would be tending buffaloes. And all those people who heard that statement cracked up and laughed. But in all seriousness, you know, I may know a little more than you do about the world of missions and what it takes to be a missionary. 
and none of us in this room qualifies to be recruited by sober-minded international mission agencies. If you think you are, come and talk to me privately. And I include my name in the list. It is the most amazing grace of God that he called people like us. And I'm absolutely amazed that he's pleased to use us to touch the lives of multiple millions and for time and eternity. And so I'm happy to be on this journey and glad you are with me on this journey. And, and I'm sure Abraham is now looking at us along with a cloud of witnesses and say, yeah, I made it by God's grace. You can too. And that's what it says in Hebrews. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this evening and um, how, how little uh, we realize the, the most significant call that you placed upon our lives as individuals, as families, uh, to take this journey. Nothing new, and we have this incredible example in someone like Abraham that you said, Abraham is my friend. And Jesus, the words you told your disciples, I don't call you servants, you are my friends. And tonight, Lord, my brothers and sisters here, we received the call from you to follow in your footsteps. And with this unique call to share your heart's burden for a world that still waits so desperately to hear the good news. Jesus, that you died for them on the cross. May our lives be spent continually, not thinking about our own lives or what we can get out of it, rather how we can be yours. And help us, we pray, you give us a grace. And I'm so blessed to be a part of this journey with my brothers and sisters. Lead us tonight in Christ's name. Amen. Lessons from the life of Abraham. That is K.P. O'Hannon bringing the principles of this Old Testament leader into our lives in a very relevant way. Abraham was not perfect, but he was called a friend of God, and that is a tremendous honor. Abraham walked close to the Lord, so remember, the Bible says some know about the acts of God, but others know the ways of the Lord. This speaks of, a, of an intimate relationship with the Almighty, and that is a lesson we can all learn from in the life of Abraham. And now, as promised, here's how you can take an active part in a project that we know is high on the priorities of heaven. You see, because it touches the lives of the poor and needy. And that is medical ministry in Asia through GFA. This can be the time to become involved with GFA and make a real difference. Listeners in the U.S. should call 866-946-2742. In Canada, call 
946-2742 to find out what GFA is doing in Asia to bring medical help to those in need. The website for our Canadian friends is roadtoreality.ca. For those in the U.S., go to roadtoreality.org. Well, that's it for today on our program. Thank you for joining us. The Road to Reality is presented by GFA. GFA.